live on Sunday, March 13th. We'll get into a few topics here today. I think the biggest topic would probably be Joe Douglas and his lies of being aggressive at the trades. Yeah, I'm seeing um, uh, a lot of stuff on social media about how, how Amari Cooper's cap hit of $22 million was kind of the um, – was kind of the um, no go there, which I understand. You know, you want to you 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 want to spread around your cap space to other areas because the Jets have so many holes. Ugh, two safeties, but, a cornerback, a defensive end, a tight end, a number yeah, one wide so receiver, much. and a center. Or yeah, guard. which you know what it does kind of lessen the sting of Cooper getting traded to Cleveland and Joe Douglas not not making not making the hit there. You were angry but, about it yesterday when you texted me, and I didn't even because I barely had any I internet, so I, I didn't, couldn't even see the trade. Because I because I didn't know his cap hit at that time. I just saw fifth round. I pick. just saw getting <laughs> trade for for a fifth and a um a six round pick, and I'm like, what? Like, but yeah, he had so much money tied to him that you pretty much had to get rid of him for scraps. So, hey, you know what? The Jets still have some stuff. So I'll still have avenues to go here. I'm looking at that tweet that you sent me yesterday from a guy named David Wyatt Hupton. Mm-hmm. He's some Jets writer. He writes some blog or something like that, some some newsletter on uh, on the internet. Um, he said this will be Joe Douglas's fourth season in charge of the Jets, technically, because, of course, I think the first what, two seasons were of him being tied to Adam Gase. And he said, if he doesn't improve the roster enough, he'll be gone. He'll be gone come January 2023, as he should be. I agree. Bargain basement shopping won't save his job, and he knows that. Do you think? But do you think he knows that? That's the great question. There. Do you think he knows that? Because I don't think he does. Because this guy is resigning safeties. I mean, Will Park. Are you kidding me? LaMarcus Joyner. LaMarcus Joyner. I mean, these guys aren't all-star players. I guess they're depth signings, but... Now, now, now banking on LaMarcus Joyner is not bad because LaMarcus Joyner was hurt all last year. So we he don't know what like he got. One down or something in the first game. Yeah. So, hey, let's also... I, don't, I listened to your um, thing with um, Ira. Always great talking to Ira. It's very relaxing hearing yeah. you guys talk about the jets and whatnot because because ira is so knowledgeable and then you back him up on stuff here and there you know you give him the material that he just goes off like yeah. he knows it. ira knows his jets very much <laughs> he does but i don't think i didn't hear you guys talk about injuries or maybe i or maybe you did bring up injuries because the jets were one of the most injury riddled squads last year they, they were two years so maybe Douglas is looking at the fact that his team was so ravaged by injuries last year that he's like, well, I think we could bank on some of these guys coming back. You know, but now that if they're injury prone, we can't always bank on those players. I mean, Carl Lawson, I expect him to be healthy this season, but you never know. Vinnie Curry, this guy couldn't play last year because he had a blood disorder. And that was unfortunate. Well, yeah. And then Marcus May was out with the torn ACL. It's they really were ravaged, dude. They were they were completely ravaged, and it's just 
I get what Ira was saying about wins. Like, you know, like this team has to win. Like this team has to, um, has to have some sort of competitive atmosphere about them next year. But I, I don't see how that can be done, man. The AFC is becoming a juggernaut conference. I hope, like, Ira knows this. He should. He, he knows everything about football. Because not only are you in the same division as the Buffalo Bills. You got the Patriots and then the Dolphins, who you think will make the trade for Watson. Well, they're pushing for it. And, and you know what? Even if they don't, Tua is not a, Tua is not a schlub, man. He's not. No, and Miami, and Miami is building is building a system down there in South Beach. They know what they're doing. They really do. Well, to to an extent, after firing Brian Flores, it's a little questionable because he was the perfect coach for that team. You you kind of cut out there the audio. Oh, <laughs> I, I said that with the Dolphins moving in the right direction and building a system that Brian Flores, it, it kind of makes you scratch your head as. When they got rid of him, do they really know what they're doing? Because he look at the coaching record that he had. He kind of turned that team around from the abyss. He's a very good coach. I love Flores. And now he's like an, an, an assistant coach on the uh, Steelers. Damn. That, that defense just got a, a ton better. Uh-huh. But you got the Bills of your division who are one of the best teams in football. You have the Patriots, who have a young quarterback up and up. Belichick is still there. You have the Dolphins, who are building a system. Even though they they fired, they they fired a pretty good coach. They got Mike McDaniel, who I'm sure is going to go in lockstep with whatever Stephen Ross has given him. Um, they're on the up and up. And outside your division, you've got the Bengals. You've got the Chiefs, you've got the Titans, you've got the Chargers who just traded for Khalil Mack a couple days ago. So, so their defense has just become immensely talented. You've got the Raiders who are all who always just seem to be to be there. They've, the they've got a pretty good, pretty good team. You got the Broncos who just traded for Russell freaking Wilson with their with their offensive talent and their guys on defense, man. And Von Miller is probably right coming there. back. Oh, yeah, Von Miller. You think he'll come back to Denver? Yeah, he was hitting at it on his Instagram page, posting his story. I wonder if I'll get my old number and locker room back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, free agency starts back up on Wednesday, man. Yeah, we'll see and, and I have low expectations uh, for the Jets. It's going to be bar- the yeah. bargain mark. I didn't even finish the teams in the AFC, dude. I, I didn't bring up the um, uh, Ravens. The, no. the, 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 the Ravens were, were going to be as bad as they were last year. Get the hell out of here. No. Got the Ravens, <laughs> you got... The Steelers, who even though that Big Ben retired, you know they still have Mike Tomlin. They're they probably going to make have, a trade for a quarterback. Oh yeah, they still got Chase Claypool. They still have they still have um, Juju Smith Schuster, right? He's still there. He's going to be a free. He's a free agent, but I think didn't they did they franchise tag him, or are they going to know. franchise tag him? I have no idea. I think they're going to retain him. I was reading the news online that the Steelers are probably going to keep him, but still they're always there. They're, the, they're, 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 they're always the competing. Steelers. 
And the Cleveland Browns just traded for Amari Cooper. So I don't know where, like, wins are coming from on, on, on this Jet team. I really don't. I mean, as, as it stands right now, as it stands right now, like the Jets are a the Jets are almost like a bottom feeding team. So the Jets, aside from their divisional opponents next year, they're playing they're playing the Browns on on the road. They play they, they go to Pittsburgh, they go to Denver. That's like a loss now. That's a loss. That's a loss. We thought it was going to be a win before Russell Wilson got traded, well, but well, it's never 50, a win. 50. It's never a win in Denver. Anytime the Jets to go play in Denver, they always get blown out, and it's usually they don't score a point. I go mean, back last to, um, uh, go back to um that, and that goes all the way back to um uh, the freaking um, 1998 uh, AFC championship. It goes all the way back to then. They go to Green Bay. They go to Minnesota. They go to Seattle. I mean, Seattle's Seattle is not going to be good, but it's always tough to play in Seattle. Their, their home games, dude, Bengals, Ravens, it, the Jaguars, you know, they have they have Trevor Lawrence, and I'm sure they're going to be better next year than they were this year. And you, got, and you got the Bears and Lions, which are probably your wins right there. But I don't see – where are wins coming from, dude? I, I guess they could beat the Browns on the road because it all – because I'm, I'm guessing they're, they're keeping Baker Mayfield, right? As of now, they're rolling with them. So, but. so let's say, let's 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 say they keep Baker Mayfield. The, the Browns could still probably win. They could. I see. As of right now, before free agency starts, a a three to four win team. Now this is before free agency starts and the draft, so that could change immensely. Which is a good thing. I don't know about that. Just the, the lack of Joe Douglas's aggressiveness and his aggressive moves. Moves. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see there being any any changes. There's reports online saying that it's going to be the same free agency that's been the past two years for Joe Douglas. The past two, he hasn't done anything. This is a guy who's missed the free. He remember he misread Robbie Anderson's market, which was that was horrible. And he admitted that we should have really called him out then when he said that as a GM, when you miss someone, misread someone's market, you really have no business being a GM in the NFL. If you misread someone's market, it's just awful. I mean, the only thing that he's done positive is that he fleeced the Seahawks and he fleeced the Panthers with the Seahawks with Jamal Adams and then the Panthers with Darnold. I'll give him that. But besides that, where's his aggressive trades? Where? I want to know. I want to know where. And look at any, I looked at the cap number. Who are these players that are getting paid? Because the Jets actually have a low cap number. Surprisingly. You mean like, you mean like actual guaranteed contracts on the books? For like money to spend in free agency. It's lower than I thought. It's around like 40 something million. Oh, I thought I see. I thought, well, don't forget. They've been re-upping players. So they're, they're bringing people back. So that's going to go against the cap. But I thought that the Jets were going to have like a top five cap space. They do, but it it's like a forty eight million, and it's like who is on this roster that's getting paid like crazy money? Besides like CJ Mosley, mind you, they're they're going to have to set aside around like fifteen million or so for the rookies for for, for, for draft picks. So that only slashes it a little bit further in. 
but I'm trying to look up Joe Douglas's history in terms of like what he's done. Nothing. <laughs> and it won't give me anything. It's a whole mystery. Uh, besides those two trades, I'm ready to not give the guy any credit. I'll, I'll give, I will give him credit if the draft players that he drafted last year in the 2021 NFL draft. Well, I'll out. look at this one. This is from uh, JetsXFactor.com. This is ranking Joe Douglas's seven best decisions as New York Jets GM. Are you ready oh, to hear I, this? I want to hear this. His best. <laughs> okay, let's see if I could just find where the list starts. Is this seven? One, two, three, four, five. Yep, here it is. So they didn't rank them. They just sort of bullet pointed them. Um, number one, the Morgan Moses signing. Yeah, but they're going to let him go this year. They aren't bringing him back, yeah. so it doesn't count. Yeah, I just want your reaction. I'm not even going to like – I want your reaction to it. So Morgan Moses signing, you said, oh, yeah, well, they'll, well, 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 they'll let him walk. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or they'll bring him back. You know, he, he was very good. He was. He I was, would bring him back. He, we need that fun, this offensive line. But, you know, this is Douglas, and he, he likes shopping at the, the bargain mart, the dollar store, okay? Trading up for Elijah Vera Tucker. We have yet to see it yet. He's only a rookie. I mean, he did he did pretty well last year. I mean, yeah. I mean, are, really, are we really going to praise him for that? Are we really going to crown him like the king GM for a freaking trade-up? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hard bowling Marcus May. I want to read about that. Hard bowling Marcus May. I don't know. Let me see. Oh, wait, here it is. So these bullet points, they may just be honorable mentions. Yeah, these are honorable mentions. So this is so, so these are not the actual top seven. These are just oh. honorable mentions. So don't get all crazy about it. So I guess so it says playing hardball with Marcus May, ensuring himself a six-year contract, publicly backing Adam Gase. I don't know how that's a good move. I, I guess don't get how that so, was. Trading, trading Leonard Williams uh, and, claiming, and claiming John Franklin Myers off waivers. Give me a break. Jonathan Franklin so Myers hasn't done anything since that contract. Not the contract, dude. Claiming him off waivers. I think the act of acquiring John was good. The contract may be bad. <laughs> so now here we go. Number seven, open market responsibility. I don't know what that means. Like, Hmm, let me see. It says the idea that the, that the Carl Lawson deal is as far as Douglas has traveled on the op- uh, on the open market is what's really important. Like clockwork, NFL free agency starts and and the fan base reacts negatively. What are they doing? Why haven't they signed anybody of note? Blah blah blah. Well, although the present chaotic voice of the fan craves the star player, the KG GM knows better. Not until a, tr- a true infrastructure is built should, should legitimate free agency ever be considered. So he, what he's saying is that Joe Douglas is Joe Douglas is not like spending like a drunken sailor. He's being very fiscally responsible and he's doing what he can so that he can build a foundation. 
Well, this foundation is really taking years and years and years and years and years to build. Are we really, can we hurry up? Like, please. (laughs) Number six, coaching staff, coaching staff conformity. Um, I guess that means like he's just trusting his coaching staff. Like he's like in lockstep. Okay. Like. This is a Joe Douglas fan that you're reading. This is some Douglas fanboy. I don't get the well, actually, putting down random facts five. here. No, number five, I like drafting drafting Elijah Moore. I think that's a good one. Yeah, that's that's. I'll give him that. Number four, the 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 organization's measured response to Jamal Adams and of course the trade. So basically, the entire Jamal Adams trade. Okay, like but two first round picks, those won't be measured until you use them this, this upcoming draft. We shouldn't even really be talking about the Jamal Adams trade until you, un, until we're past the draft. Let's see who we, we trade we're draft for, you know what I mean? We, we have to see who we draft and if the players turn out and, and, and then I'm reading these rumors that the jets may trade down. Are you kidding me? Number three, deciding on Zach Wilson and trading and trading Sam Darnold. Absolutely. I'll give him that. I wanted Darnold out of here. You know, I hate Sam Darnold's guts and even the Panthers don't even want him anymore. So I was right about him all along. Number two, not pushing tank mode. So just not being the Jaguars. I mean, I mean, it was pretty bad there with the gauge years. I mean, especially the second one. I mean, And finally, number one, choosing to go offensive line with his first opportunity. Yes, I agree. Makai Becton was a good pick. I mean, but he's look at out. it right now. If you look, if you look at it right now, you'd be like, give me, give me Tristan Wirfs out of all of them because Tristan Wirfs is a is a damn Super Bowl champ. With Tampa Bay, like, and Mackay just just couldn't stay healthy last year. No, injured. And you thought he was coming back, and then he disappeared. And, you know, hopefully he returns to the form he was his rookie season. So so you should go to this, this Joe Douglas rant that you were going on here. I mean, I, I just kind of – I'm just over it. Like, I, I want to see – Let's get something done next week, please. Can we please get something done? Science, but then you look at the cap, so it's like, how mad can I get at him? How mad can I get at him? Because we really don't have much to spend in the cap. But the money that you do spend, I'm going to say this, the money that he better spend next week, because I'm sick of the freaking going for the bargain mart picks and the bargain mart free agency signings. Whatever money you spend, it, it it better be on quality players. Mm-hmm. Quality position difference making players. And that's pretty much I all that that's everything I have to say about it. If he doesn't do anything that spectacular in free agency with the money that he is given and he doesn't make anything make any aggressive trades or get the players that's needed in this draft, I think he should draft the the best players by position. I know I did say with Ira that I wanted Equanu, the tackle out of NC State. And then if we don't get a number one wide receiver free agency, I mean, you got to go with Garrett Wilson at 10. But I think it's from this standpoint right now, 
I think you need a, a veteran with some experience as their number one wide receiver in this league. For, it's it's mm-hmm. to help Zach Wilson. They need that number one wide receiver that's been in this league. We can't rely on get a rookie to be our number one receiver. No, can't. Absolutely can't. But like, if 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 you guys really want to um go more in depth into what Max is talking about with the Jets, go listen to his, go watch his his latest video with with Ira from Staten Island. It's up on his YouTube page. Or even listen in the comments. Listen in the comments. What do you think the the Jets Mm -hmm. should do? You know what I mean? Because as a fan, as a Jeff fan, I'm really over it. I've been a Jeff fan my entire life. I'm done. I'm tired of the mediocre football. I'm tired of these GMs who come in here, who give money bags away to players that don't pan out. I'm tired of GMs that shop at the bargain mart. Why can't we have one GM that actually knows what the hell they're doing to build this team up quickly? Wish we had the Bengals GM. Yeah, the Bengals GM, he built it up quickly. But also That's the what Bengals I want. GM, and the Bengals GM also had two very good situations in the draft where he was able to draft the quarterback and then draft the playmaker in back-to-back years. And most of the, most of the defenders that you saw on that team were bought in free agency. But the offensive line, the receivers, that's all draft. Joe Mixon, that's that's all that that that's all drafting. That's the Jets' biggest issue too, is their scouting. They don't know who to draft. For years, this is why we're stuck in the position and we we're always stuck in a terrible position because the Jets don't know how to draft. Look at all the busts they've had. D. Milner, Calvin Pryor. I love the video of the fans. I think this was like in the '90s, and they were dra- and they were chanting for for Warren Sapp. Oh, and we I want Sapp. Who, we want Sapp. And I and I forget who the they Jets took drafted. a fullback. Oh my god! But like that's what, but that's what we're talking about, right? That's what we're talking about. That's the scouts. That's the team not drafting the players that they should really be drafting. They don't have the right right scouts. <laughs> they don't. They absolutely don't. But definitely look into look into the video from Iron Staten Island. It's amazing. Iron knows his stuff. Um. Yeah, I want to move on here. Um. Let's see. Oh yeah, I want to talk about the Batman movie. Yeah, tell me about that because you you told me that it's darker than the Dark Knight. So we already went on our scream rant when we did that. We went on our Texas Chainsaw Massacre rant, and the floor is yours because I haven't seen the new Batman movie. If you want to give spoilers away, I have no intention of going to see Batman in the movie theaters. So the floor is yours, Tony. It's a. I thought like okay, it's gonna be three hours. Let's see how this rolls. It was actually a very good movie. It was fun. I'm not even gonna lie. Robert Pattinson did a very good job. Like, and it was so dreary and like eerie too. I could see why people maybe turned off from Batman movies now because they're all just the same premise. Like, so 
if you want me to give a good like review a nice a nice brief summary this batman movie is like is basically joker but they replace the joker with the riddler it's the same thing is it is it the joker the joker the movie with, with joaquin phoenix or is it the joker yeah. Heath ledger's joker it's joaquin phoenix's joker oh that movie was horrible Oh really? You didn't like that, that joke? That, that, like movie that movie was that movie was horrible. I hated it. What a waste of my life. I watched that whole movie. What a joke. I just uh I, as I said the movie was very good. The actors did very good. It was very, very fun. A lot of action. Um <laughs> pretty star studded cast too, you know, as Zoe Kravitz. Sir Robert Pattinson, Andy Serkis was in it. He played Alfred. Um, um, what's his name? <sighs> Something right. Jeffrey Wright plays um plays um Jim Gordon. But yeah, um, it was just excellent. But you could definitely see, dude. Like the the main premise of Batman is the villains are always about to expose the corruption at the top of the people that run Gotham City. That's basically the story. And that's all, and that's what most of these Batman villains are trying to do. Happened happened in the, in the Dark Knight. You know, it happens in Joker. It happens in in this recent Batman movie. You know? I mean, I mean the I mean the um uh, uh the um uh, Two Face is a former district attorney of Gotham City and Harvey Dent, but it's just that's what it's all about. And if you could accept that premise, you'll love the movie. If you're not expecting anything else, like it's good, it's great. That's all I have to say about that. It's a it was it's an excellent movie. I highly recommend it. It's three hours too, so prepare to sit. <laughs> but here is oh my goodness, and you're not gonna like me for this. I was I was uh, at a buddy's house yesterday. We watched the first paranormal activity. Oh god. It is such such an amazing movie. Give me a break. Give me oh, a freaking break. Are you kidding me? Those stupid VR movies. Defined a genre in horror. It reinvented the Found genre. movies. It reinvented the genre. Do you know how terrified that movie was when it first came? How terrifying it was? How terrified people were when, when, they, when, they, when they went to see that movie? Oh, it was. Like, I get it, but it just... It really reinvented the genre. I hate it. And I looked on Loon. That movie had a $16,000 budget or $15,000 budget, something like that. And it made almost $200 million. Fast forward all the way to Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, and tell me if you would take Paranormal Activity to be released again. <laughs> oh, like, well, obviously, that's what happens with all these horror movies. Man, they make these sequels and then they just get worse and worse and worse. But Paranormal Activities 1, 2, 3, and 4 are very good. The Marked Ones is decent. The sixth one is trash. 
Like <laughs> I need to see the sixth one. I, I stopped at freaking, I watched three, one through three. I didn't even, I never saw four. And I saw five and I said, this is enough. This is enough. <laughs> I can't take them, man. Found footage horror is like, it's just something like, it's just something fresh about it. It's I something hate it. so Blair Witch Project it hit hit the shelf. I, I hate that movie too. Talk about a waste of an hour and 30 minutes of my time. Hmm. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I, I'll never understand the hype behind the Blair Witch Project and these found footage films. I, I just won't. I, I'll give you this. If someone told me what's a better found footage movie, Paranormal Activity or the Blair Witch, I'm going with Paranormal Activity. I can I can agree to that. Blair Witch is just a bunch of BS. It's all people screaming around in the woods. You don't see anything. And I get that the factor of what you don't see is even scarier. But with Blair Witch, I don't buy it. Sorry. It doesn't have the Jaws effect on me. It doesn't have Michael Myers in the shadows. It doesn't have that effect. I'll say this. I told my buddy this yesterday. Here's a hot take. I think paranormal activity is scarier than conjuring. Mm. I just do. I mean, conjuring is, is, is monumental in its own right for what it added to the genre. But I can't make a decision on that. I can't. Those found footage movies are just on an, on, on another level when they're done. Right. Oof, man, they are done good. Yeah, paranormal activity. I mean, it could be scarier. Conjuring. I saw the Conjuring twice in the movie theaters when that first came out, and my view has kind of changed on the movie since the Conjuring came out because, again, we've gotten hit with so many sequels, and it and it kind of devalues the original for me. I just don't. I don't have time for the Conjuring anymore. I just don't. Mm-hmm. The same nonsense every movie. I feel that. But perfect. I mean, it's just that's just how horror movies go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I told you that they put the new Scream already on Paramount. I saw Scream, the new one, twice in the movies. I watched the new one five times since it's been streaming on Paramount, man. And I'm I'm ready to say it right now. I think this is the best sequel in the franchise. I better than two and three. Well, obviously, it's probably better than three. Obviously, better than three, yeah. But it, but I, it could be better than two, and I like two. I think yeah. two is one of the best horror sequels ever. Mm-hmm. Ever, but this new I one here, I think you could put that second in the ranking of the series. I think you could. If it's not second, it's definitely third after Scream 2 for me, 100%. Mm-hmm. It just gets better every time you watch it. Absolutely. I mean, the only yeah, thing absolutely. I have wrong with it are like some dialogue lines. Like, that's it. <laughs> Besides I mean, that, I mean, maybe a few plot lines here and there, but it's there's really... I have nothing wrong with it, and we gave it rave reviews. I mean, uh, the, nothing, I don't think anything will ever come close to the Texas Chainsaw that we witnessed on Netflix a couple weeks ago. Oh, that, was, that was garbage. <laughs> that was such an insult. <laughs> Useless characters useless dialogue useless locations they even the they never should have brought back that original girl oh my god well she's gone the original girl but like i thought the um character i mean never should have fucking happened i was watching a clip do you remember the scene (laughs) 
I was watching a clip from the new Texas Chainsaw. Do you remember when she's chasing Leatherface with the shotgun and she's just yelling and laughing? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to remember. <laughs> I was like, this is so cringy. Oh my god! And like I, I, you know what? I was actively rooting for Leatherface to just to just saw every single person in that freaking bus. I'm I like, know you yes, were. We said that. Last make week. sure nobody escapes. Get them all. Like chop them all up, please. This is <laughs> this is this this is so humiliating. The guy with the key throws with the keys. That's the best. Oh my god. Oh boy, but unbelievable. Next week we got St. Patrick's Day. How about the Leprechaun franchise? Gotta watch that, right? That's a franchise I have not really seen. Is it I don't even, like I don't even take it seriously anymore? No, I never did. I never liked the I mean, I've watched the first, I think I've seen the first three like two and a half leprechauns. They're just not, I mean. That's like a franchise like, that should have stayed at one or should have never been made. Is it kind of like the same thing as like Friday the 13th where it's like it's just a new crop of people, but it's it's the same leprechaun? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. What are those joke Amityville movies that you're seeing online? Like Amityville in space? What the uh, hell yeah, is that? I, I've been seeing that. I don't know what that's all about. I haven't even tuned in. Amityville that. in um, The Hood? Yeah, I saw that. Talk about it. Talk about a disgrace to an actual legitimate haunted house. Like, now I firmly believe that whatever was bad inside that house is probably gone now. But, like, the movie still resonates. That original 1979 movie was was amazing. You know? It's a classic. Margot Kidder. Yep. And um, what was that guy's name? James it's Brolin. James Brolin, not Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is Thanos. <laughs> James Brolin is uh, yeah, he's is um, is George Lutz. Yeah, and then a buddy of mine, he's like an expert on on, on Amityville. He's read the book and he's seen all the movies. He says that Amityville two and three are great, but then everything anything after that, it's like bad. I've not seen Amityville two or three. I've, I've seen parts of like three and two but nothing will beat the first one mm-hmm. how about that remake i know you hate that remake oh with um uh ryan reynolds yeah what a lie everything everything in that movie was just just a big fat lie there's a freaking <laughs> whole burial ground like torture chamber under the house yeah no, it's like you freaking like make it seem bigger than it was it was one freaking red room inside the basement of the of the Amityville house like that's it like it wasn't no like 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 torture chamber no no chains and all that crap it was a room that was just red and like George Lutz never went never went after his family he was never possessed no. like what the hell is that <laughs> I think I, I I think the people that made the movie got sued for that. They're like, this is this is all lies. What are you doing? Hmm. Yeah, we were looking at um horror movies on like Peacock and Netflix. There's some there's some bad ones. Like Especially the ones on Peacock. Oh my goodness. Well, we did see Psychos one, two, and three, which I didn't know had Anthony Perkins in all three. Did you watch them? 
I have not. I've seen I've seen the first Psycho, but not two and three. Anthony Perkins was in all four. There's a fourth one. Oh, four. Now I, I don't know how good they are, or if they're worth watching. I, I mean, Psycho Two is considered a great horror sequel. <laughs> I mean, I if you have nothing to do, I would consider you should probably watch Psycho Two. But the, nothing will beat the first one. I'm sorry, nothing will ever beat the first one. How about Children of the Corn, like like six? Give me a break with 666, Isaac's Return. Yeah. Like, what is that? Horrible. No, like I said, that's a franchise that's just a complete dumpster fire where the first one should just stand alone. Mm-hmm. Always making these sequels, man. Horrible. But. You got to see Sinister if you haven't seen Sinister. I have seen Sinister. You have seen it. Yeah. And Sinister. I think I've seen Sinister 2, I think. I don't know if I have. I've not seen the, the second Strangers movie either. Pray at Night. I hated the first Strangers. That was a joke. Really? Didn't like That's it. That's some good slasher right there. I hated it. One of the worst that's, movies I've seen. I, I'm very critical when it comes to horror, man. You, you do that's not interesting. Get past, you those do not get creepy. past my velvet rope. All three of those guys were creepy as hell. They were, but the plot line was just garbage. Horrible. We got well, Knicks and Nets today. Yeah, Knicks and Nets. One o'clock at the Barclays Center. I'm sure the Nets, not flying. Yeah, I'm sure the Nets will come through and ruin our season again and again because we can't beat the oh, Nets no, for dude. anything. Can't we stop R.J. Barrett? The guy apparently is the freaking second coming of, of, of Patrick Ewing all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, um, you know what? You know what? No, nah, like it's good that R.J. Barrett can at least bring some light to the season, you know, because Julius Randle's getting traded. He's gone. He's, he's, I, he, I don't he, care how well he's playing now. I don't want to deal he's with He's a non-factor. He's not a part of this team anymore. R.J. Barrett, this is his team. And you've got Quinn Grimes. You've got Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly. Those are your young players. Those are your, that, that's your young core. Those are the people that should play. And the guy, you know, your Randalls, your Fournier's. Ralph Burks, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, but it's you should be rooting actively for RJ Barrett here because this guy is gonna be carrying your team. He's, he's a young future kid. The franchise. He's a he, he's a young kid who when he's going on, dude, he goes on. But we'll see what happens today. The Nets are kind of in a situation where they have to win as many games as they can, almost win out, so that they're in the best position possible here. So we'll see what happens, man. Next Nets today in the Barclays could happen. Center. Yeah, it could start today. The, the Nets' dominance to the road to the playoffs could start today. Baseball's back, though, I'll tell you that. Mets already trading for Chris Bassett. Chris, Chris Bassett from the Oakland A's spring training starts up today. The players are heading down to camp right now. Um, the Yankees still have done jack shit. <laughs> they, <laughs> they really need to do something to do because they have no, they have no shortstop and no legitimate first baseman and center field is a complete black hole. So something needs to happen here. Could be today. Could be tomorrow. I don't know. I want the Mets to get, they need, they need to get some. They got to get two two more bullpen, and they got to get Chris Bryant here. 
then that's the perfect offseason for the Mets. Yeah, third baseman. I agree. Now, if now if they don't get Chris Bryant, I don't need you to come yelling at me saying that they're being cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to be like, why didn't they get him? Why didn't they get him? That's going to be my response. Like, why? We'll see. What they don't get him. They better get Schwarber. I mean, they, in real in reality, they need a third baseman. Yeah, third baseman and bullpen is huge. Bullpen. They just lost. They, they just lost Jerry Familia to Philly yesterday. Thank God, I didn't want him anyway. I don't know why we ever brought yeah. him back. This is a guy that blew the World Series. I mean, give me a break with this guy. So see you, pal. <laughs> Jerry Familia. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really crying about him going to the Phillies. I'm re- I'm really not. So, he's not missed. Yeah. Well. Let's wrap this show up here. Want to do our socials? Yeah, man. You you go first. All right, man. So my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Real Max, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. You can check us out on all the podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher. You're listening to any podcasting platforms out there. We're on every one of them uh, on the YouTube channel here, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Make sure you subscribe. We're here every weekend, either Saturday or Sunday <clears throat> in the afternoon, mid-morning. And, yeah, we're, we're looking forward. Well, I'm not looking forward to the upcoming free agency because I know Douglas is going to sit on his hands. So, <laughs> so I know any joy that I'll probably get out of this offseason is probably the draft if Douglas makes the right picks, that is. But uh, we're looking forward to just seeing what happens as far as maybe other teams go and just – I'm ready for baseball. Basketball's over. I'm ready for baseball. Bring it on. (laughs) Let's do this, man. So free agency for the NFL starts on Wednesday, March 16th at 4 p.m. Get ready. Get set because it's coming quick. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. Be safe. Wear a mask like any indoor place. Please get vaccinated. Please get the shot. Thank you guys for tuning in. So long. So long.